0: Well, he's three times British Rally Champion. His name is Mark Higgins, and uh, basically he's licensed to uh, drive in James Bond movies and other movies as a stunt driver. What a fantastic job!
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very lucky to be honest. Um, when you look back at watching films back in the day, and you know, just to think you'd end up with driving the sort of lead cars in a Bond film, the Aston Martins, uh, yeah, I do have to pinch myself now and again.
0: Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre were the ones you've done. I know you've just been finishing off uh, uh, Time to Die, Uh, No Time to Die, but basically, I mean, the one thing, a message I did get, you were back with the DB5 Aston Martin.
1: Yeah, they they brought that back into this film, so they built a a different version of it. Um, it, it, It's not an original car, it's more of a sort of uh, specially built car for the stunt scene. So uh, we were out in Matera in Italy, There for about six or seven weeks doing that chase. And, uh, yeah, really, really good. Great place. And uh, the car was really nice to drive, about a 1,000 kilos, um, 300-odd horsepower, rear-wheel drive. And the engine's in the front, so perfect balance, really. A bit like a Mark II Escort that uh, you can have a proper bit of fun with.
0: And a bit of cross-dressing to uh, to actually do some stunt driving for <laughs> Naomi Harris as well. Of course, he was played Eve. Now, the one thing I know you did pick up on, which you really enjoyed, was that, that sequence in the Land Rover and some uh, VW Beetles.
1: Yeah, that that was back in Skyfall. Yep. Yeah, um, we, we we it's quite funny, really. We started off as a buddy on Quantum. We then progressed to well, I don't know, progressed. I then ended up being Naomi on uh, Skyfall, and then we were Bond on the Spectre in the DB10, and uh, now again in the DB5, so I think it's going in the right direction.
0: <laughs> going in the right direction. Um, just going back to the rally career, of course, three championship titles, uh, 1997, 2005, and then back to back with 2006. 1997, what were you driving?
1: Well, 97 was back in the Nissan. Um, it was the S2 the years, which were fantastic, really. We had about six manufacturers, all with two to three drivers in each team. Um, there was probably ten people that could have won the championship that year. And it was a great fight all the way down, down the line. Um, so, you know, we had Alice McRae, we had Robbie Head, Sapio um Martin Rowe, all, all these people fighting for it. Mm-hmm. And I think we went into the last round of Manx
0: with six people that could win the championship. And,
1: Thankfully, we came out on top after a bit of a rocky event, and uh, that was great to get my first title then.
0: Some great years in the 90s, of course, but 2005, 2006, that was the Ford, is that right?
1: Yeah, 2005 was the Ford, so that was in a World Rally car, um, so a totally different car again. That was great with, uh, with M Sport and the, the Focus. Stobart,
0: the, uh, Stobart sponsored, Rodney, if that That's right, it.
1: yeah, Eddie Stobart, who were with me, obviously, uh, two years ago when we won the uh, Rallycross British Championship. So it was great to have them back on board. Mm-hmm. And then um, the following year, we won in a Group N car. So it was nice to, for the championships, really, to have done it in um, F2, Group N, and um, WRC. So uh, it'd be nice to come back and have a go in R5, maybe. <laughs>
0: Absolutely right. Now, of course, 2000. Uh, 2020, you're obviously working on films at the moment but uh, I'm reminded of course about you coming originally from the Isle of Man and of course you you set a magical lap where you drove that uh, Subaru WRX ST1 uh, to beat your own record and that was in 2016, uh, having sort of set the first record I think back in 2011?
1: Back in yeah, I mean that, that's been a, a quite a great thing that we did to be honest. Um, it, was, it was a long process to try and get it to happen. Um, we got our first attempt in a standard car with standard tyres, uh, basically in, uh, 2011, as you say. I think that was about 115 mile an hour lap.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: we did it again in 16, and then we had the car built from ProDrive to have a proper crack in 2016. Unfortunately, the only, we only got a chance to do two laps, so there was quite a bit more to come, we all believe. Um we were sort of just getting ready for the final run on the Friday, but unfortunately it never happened with sort of race incidents and weather. Um, so yeah, it almost I got to 128.7 I think with the average. It would have been lovely if you'd gone over to 130, um, but it was a great experience and, and something I'll, I'll never forget really.
0: And you also beat the time I think you set on the on the first day uh, by what 14 seconds or something? Sorry.
1: i, I sorry, Patrick. Sorry.
0: No, I say you, you beat your you beat the first lap you did as a practice lap or whatever on the first day. You you beat it for by 14 seconds when you did the, the final lap. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, we did. We, uh, I mean, our first practice lap out was at 125, I think it was, and that was from a standing start, and we were just sort of taking it easy to bed the car in, um, and then we went quite a bit faster, um, you know, for the final run with a flying flying lap. So, the, as I say, there was definitely a bit more in the bag um, to come, me being a bit braver in a couple of places, and a little bit of tuning on the car. Because the problem with the TT, it's, it's 37 and three-quarter miles, so if you've got the settings wrong, you know by the first corner and there's nothing you can do to you get around the, the back again. So it's very much an estimation on, on what's going to work. Um, one fine tuning of the suspension can make a hell of a difference to the car. And if you've gone the wrong way, you're in trouble. And you, there's nothing you can do about it. So I think we did a not bad job considering there's a lot of factors in there, which from the outside, it looks like, you know, we could always go faster and do this. But it was very limited to what we did time-wise and, and, and making it all work on the day.
0: 17.35 minutes, uh, a, a speed of 128.73 miles per hour, and uh, I think, what, 168.6 miles per hour top speed?
1: Yeah, we're showing a little bit more than that, just over 170, but we were up there, it, I think if you see the, the, the video, we were up there a lot of the time, mm. and that's where we lost out quite a bit on the bikes. The bikes are getting up to nearly 200 miles per hour, so if we had a bit more top speed, that would have been a big help for us, um, but that was as far as we could get out of a, at the time with the gearing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty fast, there. <laughs> it, it makes people move when they're sat on the walls when it goes past at that speed. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> did you did you actually sort of uh, realise what you'd done when you got to the end of the lap, rather more than while you were doing the lap?
1: I think when you get to the end of the lap, you're just grateful you've got to the end um, and you've you know you've not made a mistake or nothing's happened and you've you've, you've not made a you know overshot a shot at junction or whatever because then again that's the whole thing you've got one shot at it. Uh, it's not like you can just go back and do it again the next day and have another few laps. Um, so th- it, it was a big pressure. And I think the biggest problem for us was waiting at the start because we were given the go-ahead, then it was cancelled. We were given the go-ahead. There was one of the days we went up to the Craig Bar I think, three times, kitted out, ready to go, thinking we were going to have a run and then um,
0: told to come back to the grandstand. So that was more nerve-wracking than the actual run itself. Absolutely. 37 and three-quarter miles. That particular track as a race track, is totally unique, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. And it's not really like a racetrack. It's more like a rally stage in in its own way. But the speed of it's incredible. Um,
0: You you work trying to remember all the
1: corners is one thing, but it's like flat out, flat out, flat out, a bit of a corner. And then it just keeps working its way all the way around like that. Um, But when you're approaching stuff at that speed, a lot of corners look the same. So there was a lot of work went into it. I know I'm from the Isle of Man, but I moved off in 93. And there were certain sections which we just never drove as a kid. We always went over the mountains. So down at Dolce Will, for example, a, r- a famous rally stage, we'd, we'd cut out the bit from the bottom of Dolce to Ramsey. So I had to work on that quite hard. And uh, it's a living, breathing thing, the TC course. Every lap's different. And uh, it really, I have to take my hat off to the guys on the bikes that do six laps at a time. Mm. Um, and they're fighting for tents now that you get the, the halfway round the lap and oh, you know, he's got a big lead he's got two tenths and you think unbelievable you know it's, he's
0: just been f- 15
1: miles and they're talking about two tenths
0: you haven't ridden a bike round there have you
1: i have yeah i've got a race i've had a race bike um i've not i've not done it competitively i i know what had happened to me and my dad thankfully stopped me racing or riding bikes as a as a kid mm. and got me into four wheels um but i, lo- I love my bikes. massive respect for the, the guys on the bike and uh I stick to tracks with gravel traps. So it's a bit safer than walls and trees.
0: And doing uh, a bit of stunt driving as well at the same time. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's sort of taken off and become a major part of what we're doing now. Although I, I really do miss the rallying. Um, hmm. It's been quite a while now. As I say, we did the rally cross uh, two years ago. And uh, I, I did enjoy that. But there's nothing quite like being out there with a driver, co-driver, on a proper classic stage. And uh, maybe we'll try and get back to do something this year if we can, do a couple of events.
0: I was reminded about Tony Pond doing uh, the run in uh, 1990 in a Rover Vitesse. So um, 22 yes. minutes, just over 22 minutes, and he broke the 100 mile an hour lap. So it says an awful lot about what you did basically, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: and I, I know David Appleby well, who um, who was very much involved in that whole uh, project. Um, they were getting out lots of times. They, they, the car was. They, they did quite a lot of work on the car, but it's a fantastic achievement for Tony to do that. So if you watch the lap now, it's still impressive, um, and that's with what we gauged off, I used that to learn the circuit watching his lap and uh, massive respect for Tony, you know he was a great driver and uh, to do that in an old Rover, uh, fair play to him.
0: The lasting memory of uh, Tony as far as I was concerned was I think an RAC rally in the TR7 and he actually yeah. ended up in the in the line enclosure at Longleat that's right. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the lad must have thought, but I wonder what he thought. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, was one of the greats, and we've lost Russell this year as well. So, uh, yeah, it's that uh, there's some great times back there with those cars as well.
0: Fantastic. I mean, great characters, of course, as well, including your good self. And uh, as far as rallying is concerned, also mentioning the fact that you had a lot of success in China over the years.
1: Yeah, we we did a lot out there. Um, I, I do miss that now, but not not of this very moment in time i'm very glad to not be in china uh with this virus going on but uh no. we're out there with different teams with group and uh, we had a lot of wins over there a lot of international wins um and some great rallying to be honest very very different in a country they only have five or six rallies but you have a snow rally and ice rally we could have a desert rally mm. um tarmac gravel and mixed surfaces so it was quite a diverse championship really and not well known but it kept you on the ball when you did come back and do the odd one-off event
0: uh, back in the UK. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, you will continue to do some rallying at some point, will you? Or have you sort of uh, shelved that now?
1: No, I, I I would definitely like to come back and have a little go at something, to be honest, if we can, uh, before I get too old. Um, as I say, I do miss it. The, the, the filming work sort of takes up a lot of your time, unfortunately, and it's mm-hmm. it's very hard to find time to, to fit things in. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm doing a lot of racing there on my son. My son's karting. So really enjoy that. And he's starting to do well. You. Um, and, uh, yeah, but no, there's, there's still a little bit left of me yet. There's a couple of events which we never quite got to um, win when we really, really wanted to. So uh, if I can still do it, I'd love to have a go.
0: Absolutely. I mean, will you encourage your son to become a rally driver maybe one day?
1: I think the best thing for any young lad is we just get him to enjoy it. Whatever he does in his motorsport, if he enjoys it, great. If something comes to it, fantastic. But, um I'd never approach it trying to get him to make a, a career out of it. It's, it's a very, very difficult thing nowadays to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can get out there and enjoy it and he does well, fantastic. Uh, but I think, he, I think in, in his heart of hearts, I think he'd quite like to be in a car at some point.
0: Absolutely. And the Radish School is still running the Radish School as well, are you?
1: Uh, no, no. We got rid of that uh, quite a while ago. So we've, we've got no involvement with that. David is obviously in America, busy with everything over there. So um, that's sort of gone now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was—we had some great times over there. So we met some great people, and uh, it was very, very good for me and David's career at the time to, you know, meet sponsors and and so forth, and just keep keep active.
0: Because I was saying, David's had a lot of success in America, of course, as well, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. he's had an amazing run um, over the last, uh, um, I think, ten years. So unfortunately, he's not there this year. But he's again very busy with his son, casting. there. they're taking it very seriously in racing most weekends, and uh, he's doing really well at the moment.
0: Now, you sent me a text a while ago saying you were doing nights, and I began to wonder if you had a job in a factory. <laughs> That's not strictly true, is it? Because you're you're filming night uh, sequences, presumably, but for another film at the moment.
1: Yeah, we are, we another film, yeah. Um, and are I'm you allowed to say anything
0: about it or not?
1: Um, it, it, yeah, we're not not really, but it's, I suppose you know, the best way to explain it, it's a man, and he's got a black suit on, and he's involved in it, so... Uh, yeah, we're we doing a bit of a
0: car chase in that. Yeah, I, I'm uh, getting I'm getting an image of dear old David Jason uh, in 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 only foots and horses in his, his super his Superman yeah. suit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm running
1: alongside. So yeah. Yes,
0: okay. He's a batting man. We're talking about a batting man, aren't we? Yeah, that's that's it exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, well, look, I wish you all the very best. It's great to talk. We'll catch up during the year. I'd like to keep in touch anyway, but uh, it's just fantastic to talk to you. And uh, obviously, very best wishes for. Uh, for your next session of driving to the limit, as it were.
1: Okay, perfect. Thank you very much.